So welcome to this uh, edition of our Top 10 Risk Series. Um, in this series, we're focusing on the key disputes risks currently facing our asset management clients. Um, my name is Emma Sutcliffe. I'm a partner in our Contentious Reg team. And I'm joined today by Richard Sims and Mark Utley, also from our Contentious Regulatory Crime and Competition team. So today, we're going to be discussing recent trends in market abuse which is a particular topic of interest with the FCA, as they've said in a number of publications. So I'll start by uh, turning to you, Richard. There have been uh, some recent activities in the area of market abuse from the FCA. Just a few weeks ago, they uh, published a statement um, uh, that they'd given a warning notice for three individuals who appeared to have been spoofing. Can you give us a bit more context on that development? Sure. Yes, this is quite interesting from the FCA because they don't actually often publish warning notice statements. So that's at a pretty early stage in the enforcement process before the individuals concerned have actually had the opportunity to put their side of the case to the Regulatory Decisions Committee, which then takes decisions in relation to market abuse cases. So the FCA is putting this out for a reason, presumably to make the market aware that there is activity going on, that they are enforcing the market abuse regime. Um, and that may reflect the fact that there haven't been that many cases uh, over the last couple of years. So, as I say, interesting that they've publicised this enforcement activity at this very early juncture. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there'll be an outcome, because, as I say, the individuals concerned haven't yet put their case to the decision makers mm. at the FCA. Um, but this is a, what is suggested here is a form of market manipulation, as you say, of kind of spoofing, um, the giving of false or misleading statements as to supply and demand. And what's alleged to have occurred in this case was the placing of, of large orders for futures on a trading platform um, that the individuals concerned didn't intend to execute, um, whilst at the same time placing small orders which they did execute on the other side of the order book. So that's what the um, FCA is suggesting in this case occurred. I should just say it's, it's quite old. So mm. the warning notice statement makes clear that the activity in question occurred in 2016. So we're going back five years, um, which is indicative, you know, of, of the amount of time it seems to take the FCA to investigate these matters. Yeah. And they, and they did something a bit similar as well, didn't they, at the very beginning of the pandemic? They, they did. You're absolutely right, which is why I kind of think there's something in the timing of letting the market know that they're, you know, getting on with enforcement. You're right. The, the last one of these was in March of 2020, literally days, I think, after the first lockdown. Mm. Um, and that resulted sometime later last year in a, in a, in a notice, a final notice, which I think Mark was going to cover. Yeah. So thank you for that, Richard. So turning to you, Mark, so what, what else has the FCA been focusing on um, last year during the, the COVID year in terms of market abuse? Thanks, Emma. I think it's safe to say that there has been uh, at least a bit of an uptick um, in FCA activity in, in the market abuse arena. Richard just mentioned that uh, that earlier warning notice, the, the, the March 2020 warning notice, um, which appears to have related to um, a Mr. Abatista, who ultimately was fined £100,000 for spoofing, um, which uh, I think Richard's already explained, but is placing large orders, which he didn't intend to execute on the opposite side of the order book to orders um, which he did um, in, intend to execute. Uh, aside from spoofing, the FCA also fined Adrian Horn um, for engage, engaging in wash trades, which is another quite well-known typology of market abuse and one that comes up um, in cases from time to time. Casting the net a bit further afield, the FCA also acted last year um, in respect to false um, and misleading statements. 
Um, so in particular, the FCA gave some previous directors of Carillion um, a warning notice statement um, towards the end of 2020 for a number of alleged breaches. And these include that of disseminating information that gave false or misleading signals as to the value of Carillion shares in circumstances where they ought to have known that the information was false or misleading. And I think this should probably be taken as a, a warning to directors and other senior executives of, of listed companies that the FCA is prepared um, to bring market abuse cases over incorrect information that it is disseminated to the market, in addition to potential other breaches that might occur um, in, in relation to, to the listing rules, um, which certainly raises the stakes for, for those directors and other key executives. Mm. I think that the final thing I'll note, Emma, on that is that whilst there probably has been a bit of an uptick um, of FCA activity um, in market abuse, what we see by way of published outcomes is really only the tip of the iceberg. Um, there are likely to be many more cases, um, all, all different types of market abuse that the FCA has investigated and has been investigating over the past few years, which may have ultimately been, been discontinued or, or didn't proceed to any public outcome. Sure. I mean, the, um, the mood music from the FCA always has been and continues to be that they will focus on market abuse. It's such a core part of what they do. Have we seen any particular emerging themes coming out of the pandemic in particular that you think will be reflected in future market abuse cases, say, in, I guess, post two or three years time? Start with you, Richard. Yes. Um well, the pandemic obviously has been a, a unique time for all of us, but um, quite early on, the FCA identified the fact that everyone was out of the office working from home, not subject to the standard sort of compliance monitoring of being in the in the office, surrounded by your colleagues with compliance people, you know, sitting on the floor. All of that not there was identified by the FCA as, as heightening the perceived risk of market abuse. And Julia Hoggett, who at the time was Director of Markets at the FCA, gave a speech about a year ago underpinning that and very mm. much um, underscoring that that was the, the a risk that the FCA perceived. And I think the reason really about that is the greater difficulty of controlling inside information, confidential information generally, when working out of an office environment, but specifically inside information. And that I think there was a perception at the FCA that people might be more tempted to, you know, disclose inside information when they shouldn't, or perhaps even to trade on the back of it, because there were there were perceived to be fewer controls in place in a working from home environment. So if that's right, um, then we might expect to see uh, uh, cases in, as you say, a, a while from now, next year, maybe, or the following year, that have a pandemic basis, if you like. Mm. Um, but I think it remains to be seen whether or not that fear that the FCA expressed of a heightened risk of market abuse actually um, comes came to pass. Yeah. And I suppose there's also the difficulty that when you've got very volatile markets, things like market manipulation are incredibly hard to detect. And then the standard of proof needed in bringing a case like that is, is very difficult when there are so many other reasons for market yeah. movement beyond potential manipulation. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then Mark, I mean, as we all come back into the office, um, is there anything we should be thinking about from a market abuse perspective? And we talked a little bit about, I suppose, what people have got used to doing, which is communicating through less traditional formats like WhatsApp. And there's been quite a few publications from the FCA about what, well, what they think about WhatsApp. I'll, I'll let you develop that point. That, that's right, Emma. And I think that the, the FCA does have some concerns about the use of WhatsApp and other forms of communication that might be encrypted and difficult for 
firms to monitor and of course difficult for then the FCA to obtain records should it want to go back and, and, and read those and read those messages. Um, in, in a market watch um, a short while ago um, the FCA set out its concerns in this regard um, and, and, and sort of reading between the lines of, of what's coming out of the FCA um, it does almost seem that, that in, in their view that any work related use of WhatsApp is a you know a potential indicator of suspicious activity um, which which might be particularly interesting and, and perhaps even quite problematic for firms mm-hmm. as they see people come back to the office or back to the office at least part-time in, in hybrid working schemes it might become apparent that that people are using whatsapp um, to communicate um, work-related messages to each other much more um, and, and firms will need to, to to make sure that, that they get on top of that um, I, th- I think that the, the remedies for, for 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 solving problems like that are, are are the same as ever. It's making sure that there are clear and consistent policies in place that that relate to the use of technology, that relate to the use of different communication mediums like WhatsApp, that they reflect the the, the new world of hybrid working. If that is the new world um, in your organisation, it's obviously important that, that it matches matches working patterns, and that in particular that those policies are disseminated and people are trained on them, so they know what is um, and isn't appropriate. And, and that's that's quite useful for for helping individuals work out what it, what they should do, but also good for the firm to show that they're taking this this seriously and they've they've set out rules um, which which employees um, and others ought, ought to follow. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think um, it's pretty obvious that some organisations do use WhatsApp. It's quite a normal way to certainly initiate client conversations. But the uh, the hardline attitude of the FCA does seem to be it's on the face of it, suspicious, especially if you don't then give up your WhatsApp messages if asked to provide them. So obviously the FCA has both the civil and the criminal route um, and the civil route is usually the more popular because it's easier for them to bring. But I understand that they've recently started some criminal prosecutions in relation to insider dealing. Richard, is that something you're able to just give us a bit of information on? Yeah, sure. And you're absolutely right. The um, FCA have tended to use their civil powers under the market abuse regulation rather more, particularly when it comes to market manipulation cases, which, as you said, Emma, I think are more difficult to to build a case with which to persuade a jury. And so for the market manipulation type offences, those have nearly all been taken down the civil route um, under Mar by the FCA, leaving their criminal prosecution powers very much more in the insider dealing area um, where I think the FCA now really have got a good track record of taking cases um, before criminal courts and persuading juries to convict um, in insider dealing cases. There have been quite a few of those now in the last 10 years. And earlier this year, the FCA began two more criminal prosecutions for insider dealing. One relates to two brothers, one of them working at at an investment bank, the other at a a leading law firm um, alleged to have uh, committed insider dealing. And the second case uh, involving uh, an employee of an issuer um, that was uh, going to make a a public announcement and an associate of that person. So um, those are actually the two first two prosecutions for insider dealing for a while. Um, Mm. It's been a couple of years since the last one. So um, interesting, again, just to see that the FCA, you know, is is continuing with its agenda of taking those cases to criminal prosecution. It'll be next year, I think, before the trial of either of those actions takes place. Mm. 
Well, we shall watch that with interest. Um, well, that was a great hop, skip and jump through the areas of market abuse that the FCA is looking at. So thank you very much, Mark and Richard. Um, for those watching this, please do look out for videos in this series uh, where we will also cover risk issues from an asset management perspective and how they can be managed and mitigated. Thank you very much. Thank you.